Coming soon to a theater near you. Yo, yo, yo. Episode 13 of the Real Ones Podcast with myself, Mr. Marin, and my main man, 50 Grand RB. RB, what's going on, my brother? Man, nothing much, man. You know what I mean? Getting ready to see Beyonce this uh, it's, weekend. It's, it's Beyonce weekend in LA, y'all. <laughs> yo, get in formation, dogs. I, I know I'm in formation. I'm going, I'm going on B's birthday. I, oh, that was the, the tickets. Yeah, the fourth. I was mm -hmm. the tickets. I was able to snag. Right. You going with tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, to, which Ooh. is the second. You know what I mean? So probably be this probably be out like next week. So hopefully we'll we'll be experienced. We have our pictures out and our yeah. grill. You're not wearing the chrome. Nah, you know? I ain't doing the chrome. <laughs> Sorry, B. Like you got enough disco shit going on there. You got the chrome horse, all that shit. I'm not gonna be chromed out. You gonna be chromed out? Yeah, I got a little chrome. Fit, oh, you know man, this mean? probably yeah. this probably gonna be chromed out. I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm not gonna be chromed out. But um, shout out to the people that was checking for the pod. You know, I was I was just in New York. I just celebrated my birthday last week. Word. You know, Happy birthday man. Th Happy thank birthday. you, thank you, my brother. Stack. Yeah, yeah. Applause, real quick. Yeah, you know what I mean? is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it right yeah, there. You know, yeah. I I I uh, celebrated a birthday last week. Um, it's so funny because. At, on my birthday, this year I wanted to be with family. Mm -hmm. Like this was the year I was like, "Damn, I miss my family and friends." I was all down and depressed, and mm -hmm. you know, I went through it. You know what I'm saying? I got right. my family here that I, went, I celebrate my birthday with. Mm -hmm. Then I got a call. I had to be in New York for a production, mm -hmm. and they was flying me out. Oh. So I took that. I took that call. Mm -hmm. I took that opportunity. I went out to New York, and I was with fam and friends. So shout out to everybody in New York that spent, you know, that helped a brother celebrate his birthday. Mm -hmm. Also, as I'm in New York, I'm minding my business, doing what I'm doing on set, mm -hmm. and a brother comes up to me. It's oh, like, really? Yo, ain't you the ain't you the dude in the podcast? I was talking <laughs> shit about Quentin Tarantino. So <laughs> I was like. That could have went many ways. Right. But he was like, yo, I fucks with that. Yo, that was funny as hell. Yo, and, and I'm tired of them talking about us. Why, why, why we can't talk about them like that? Blah, 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 blah. Yo, shout out to you, my man. Shout out to you. So clearly the Quentin Tarantino episode is still out here in these streets. Still resonating with Yeah, people. it's still out here. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yo, Beyonce weekend. Mm. You know, what's, what's very fascinating. We living in two Americas right now. Because yeah. you got... Beyonce doing what she's doing like mm -hmm. literally people are selling giving up all sorts of things to get to see Beyonce mm -hmm. and then you got Taylor Swift yeah. doing it right now and, you know oh. and everybody's trying to make her the new Michael oh Michael Jackson famous you know yeah. well you know it's crazy because I was on set a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and uh, yo this I, I love this production but it always like runs like later than you know how mm -hmm. most productions run uh -huh. you know what I mean so um, but this day, like, the call time was 9 a.m., the rap time was 4, uh -huh. and they were like, yo, we have to get out of here, because all the producers, all you know, white women, you know what I mean? Oh, all respect was, to them, you know They were I mean? going Love to them. the Taylor but Show. They were going to the Taylor Show. I, 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 I swear, the, the, the rap time was at 4. You, normally, we, like, an hour after rap. We got done with everything at 2 30. He was Listen, out. Like, that was the hardest, fastest day I've ever seen. Let me set. tell you They're something. Dedicated. Women, white, black, green, blue, brown, don't matter. When they dedicated, when they about something, they don't play. Right. They don't play. What you was just telling me, but right before we started the show, that there's, there's hospitals nearby that there's a nurse shortage because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, every time Beyonce, it's like every time Beyonce performs in the city, there's like a nurse shortage at like the nearby hospitals. It's like crazy. And it just because a lot of nurses are calling off. This is crazy, son. <laughs> I'm telling you, we are in two Americas right now because, like, we're really seeing the divide between, especially between white and black women, with the Taylor Swift and Beyonce thing. And 
I heard last night that Beyonce has a Renaissance film. Yes, that, yes. That, 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 Jeff that. Snyder reported that uh, you know he uh, he was talking about how it's directed by I believe Nina Lee Cohen. Okay, and she's like a RC uh, film 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 festival darling. Kinda, okay, kinda. but they said this is supposed to be very weird, very out there, very right. non Disney, right? Very almost like non commercial, and they're about to shop it around the studios. Which hey, it might work when you just see what happened with Taylor Swift. Joe, uh, the era the era's tour. They're gonna AMC is carrying it. Is it? Are they exclusively carrying it? I think they're still distributing it in Cinemarks and Regals, okay. but it's through the distrib- the distribution company is AMC. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, Shorty broke records. Okay, Fandango mm-hmm. and, and AMC. They she just made twenty six million. Well, the film grossed twenty six million in one day. Pre sales. Pre sales. Mm. That is crazy. Did, uh, what you were just telling me is, is better than Spider Man. Spider Man No Way Home is bigger than Spider Man No Way Home. Jeez, man, yo. <laughs> this, you, but it's it's fascinating though because we are in a time where even with film, you know, this is a little off topic. Even with film, you don't see the big actors or actresses anymore carrying things. And and, and you know, it's just so funny. The other day, like a few weeks ago, actually a couple months ago, I was talking about how we are so far removed from the whole Michael Jackson experience. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to experience Michael Jackson in real time, like the madness of Michael Jackson. Mm. There was nothing like it. No, there has been nothing like it since. And I feel like Beyonce and Taylor Swift now is coming dangerously close to that. Beyonce <laughs> for some time, yes. Yeah. But now Taylor Swift is mm. like, whoa. I, I hear about the weekend doing shit overseas, <laughs> whatever. But <laughs> that idol joint, that's not some like Yeah, that. nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. First of all, shout out to HBO for finally canceling that shit because the idol was fucking terrible, dog. Like, you know, I said for some time that I would not give too much credence to things that I hate, but the idol was really bad. Yeah, that was really bad. Especially the, you know, we we spoke about it in previous episodes, the behind the scenes mm. bullshit with mm. that show, mm. which does not help its situation at all. And, and you know, I had an argument with somebody on Instagram. They were like. Oh, I knew about what was going on with it, but you went into it worrying about that too much. It's like, no, I actually went. I, I'm a fan of Euphoria, mm. and uh, you know, because I'm a fan of Euphoria, anything that what, what's his name, Sam Levinson, Sam Levinson mm. does, I was, I, I'm open to. So I went into it like, okay, let's see. You know what I'm saying? Then I heard all the the wild shit going on behind the scenes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They dropped the, the female showrunner or writer. Yeah, director. That, oh, yeah. this was too much of a female point of view. Mm-hmm. Me, mind you, the lead is a, is a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you see the then when you see the show, it's, it's like, like the most exploitative. Yeah. Right? <laughs> was that one scene that he, the weekend? <laughs> so much cum coming out of my penis. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, yeah. Bro. And then the same way he's like, are you, are you, are you fucking looking at her? You looking at her? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's trying to be tough to that yeah, dude. Like, like, yeah. Bro, it's, yeah, it's terrible. I honestly, two episodes, I was like, yo, I'm done with this shit. Yeah, it, it was it was bad. I mean, yeah. I, did you stick it out to the end, though? Did you watch it? No, end? I didn't. Oh, really? Yeah, I the, didn't even bother to watch the rest of you, it. You're good. Because the, the ending was way worse than you would and, ever And HBO cut an episode, right? Uh, I think so. I think it was supposed to be six. It ended up being five or something like that. So. Um, but you know what's crazy? Okay, I want to I want to ask you because we're you know you're the you're the prince head. Uh-huh. And, uh, my barber brought to me an interesting theory. He mm. thinks this is the weekend's version of Purple Rain. No, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's what he has surmised about it. Oh, he hell has the, no. He has the Prince painting in the background. Like. Yeah, I, I even thought that was reaching. Like, he was going too hard with the Prince references and Prince, Prince. Like, stop. Don't don't attach Prince names to this shit, okay? Let's make that very clear. Do not attach Prince Rogers Nelson name to this bullshit. Please. That shit, this, this was just bad. I mean, no, like, with respect to your barber, but just nah, bro. Like, nah, not at all. Not at all. You know, I do think, and this is another argument somebody was having with me. They were like, oh, well, they're just trying to shut it down because it's too real. It's showing how real the industry is. It's too real. There's many other things that's much better than this that kind of touch on the, the dirty and dark parts of the industry. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that first episode, uh, I don't know if you remember the episode when she had something leaked oh, and it, yeah, it yeah. was on the set and mm -hmm. I thought that was cool because yeah. that's some real chaotic set shit that's yes. some shit that would happen mm -hmm. do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying yeah that's facts yeah. but then after that the show just <laughs> nosedives bro like the minute they introduce the weekend's character it's just like yeah, and he like just you can't act. He's just not a good actor. Yeah, no, he's not. And, and like you said, the sex was very gratuitous. It was just too much. Yeah, he's getting. I mean, episode the third episode had her getting like fingered in front of a whole group in the studio. Mike Dean, literally, in the, oh, I'm Mike like, Dean is in yeah, yeah, literally, Mike Dean is in this show. Um, yo, that show, it's it's the most ridiculous HBO. Yeah, it's like the prime definition of like what could go wrong with an HBO show. Like, yeah. glamorous cinematography, but even to me, like, the the kind of fake-on-fake, fake, you know, glamour, yeah. like, look of it, even that looked kind of bad to me. Like, yeah. it just looked overlit, like, trying too hard. Yeah. It didn't look like anything special. It just looked like it was trying to be a Hollywood show. Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. I I, I'm, I'm with you on that. That, you know, so, good riddance, uh, the idol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, what, what, what what have you been watching? Other, other than, oh, I'll tell you what I have been watching. Mm. And you know, I know, you know, I hate the Lakers. Well, Laker, <laughs> Laker fans. <laughs> but winning time. Yes. Oh my God, I good. I loved that episode when they was when they was cutting between like what was going on with the Lakers and Larry Bird. Oh yeah, yeah. and it was like get, it got real cinematic for Larry mm. Bird, like his his origin story. Oh, mm. I love that is great television man yeah. I, I love every bit of winning time like are, yeah. are you feeling it just as, as I'm much i'm loving it yeah 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 i thought the the when the first season first started that first episode was so long and it kind of moved oh, yeah, a little yeah, slower yeah, yeah. but uh after that it really started picking up pace and I, yeah i'm really digging it like you said that that kind of back and forth between larry bird the more just the conflict with with uh paul westhead man mm -hmm. i mean i knew i knew this story but like i never seen it like dramatized or i never read the book mm -hmm. so seeing it portray jason c siegel right jason, jason siegel, siegel yep. yeah man he way better actor than yes. i would have ever given yes. him credit for before yes. the show so and, and you um, know it's funny but you know before you know this, this it got deep into it i was saying to myself damn I can't wait to see Adrian Brody play Pat, Pat the Pat Riley we all know the slick bag, mm. but but this Jason Siegel this Paul Westhead's story is like it's so captivating. It's like oh shit, I don't want I don't want this saga to end. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because mm. you know he's gonna eventually get canned. You know I mean right. it's not really a spoiler. It's, it's happened in real life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So oh man, this is the I love I love every bit of the show and and I seen the creator or the writer of the show one of the two. It might be the same person. Um, he's on Twitter really trying to get people to like watch it, you know, that way they could get a third season because as you know, nobody could they, the actors can't really promote the show. Right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. A lot of that's going on. So mm. yeah, because by the time it started, I kind of just saw it on Max and was like, oh, this shit started already? Like, mm. you know, so mm. I caught it that weekend it started. So yeah, man, I'm enjoying that too. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, winning time is the joint. 
I've been watching a lot of stuff lately, but I like I can't really like put a finger like <laughs> what exactly it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see. Uh, um, I, I, I've been on that movie. You know what I mean. Okay. Movie is like my favorite streaming app. I, okay. They don't pay me or anything, but I just like shouting them out because um, cool. they always got like some mad like independent cinema, like world cinema. So, so like, movie, movie is like a more refined Tubi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. That's the flip on on Tubi, but just with the, the good stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, and um, the, this uh, this past week, I guess they had a lot of the films from um, like Todd Haynes. He's okay. a filmmaker who did like. Like Carol recently, and then uh, some other films back in the day, uh, like I'm Not There, Bob Dylan movie, and stuff okay. like that. So I've been watching a lot of those films because they were leaving this week. So I, I was really digging in on that. But yeah, I, I TV right now is it's crazy with this strike going on. I don't think there's going to be any any good shows like yeah. coming up uh, coming up soon. Oh, you know what? I did watch too. Shout out to um, Sabrina, uh, our co-host on First Cut. Uh, we got a review coming up for this uh, movie coming up this weekend. Um, but Bottoms, uh, yo. I had just, I was just saw a tweet from uh, about Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah, because he's yeah, in it. Yeah, and yeah. he, you know, I love Beast Mode. Like his personality, like he's easily one of my favorite personalities, in sports, whatever. Mm. And he talks about, I, I don't know the story. So in a second, I, you're gonna about to tell us and myself what the story is about. Mm. But he says something about how he did this film to kind of uh, repent for how he reacted to his sister coming out when he was like. 15, 16 years old. Oh, okay. You know, so he oh. was like, yeah, I did this role to kind of do, you know, kind of repent for that because I was immature back then and blah, blah, blah. And, and I heard he improvised most of his lines in this film. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, if he improvised everything in this film, he killed it because he was like probably one of the funniest parts. And what is it movie. about? Uh, it's literally about these two uh, lesbian young ladies mm-hmm. uh, in high school. Um, Rachel, Rachel, I can't pronounce her last name. Is she the one that's oh. in The Idol? Yeah, she's Rachel in the idol. Sinat, Sinat, yeah, yeah, Rachel like Sinat. She's in she's in the idol. She was in the f- director's first film, uh, Shiva Baby. She mm-hmm. also starred in that. Um She was in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, as well. Bodies, Bodies. Mm-hmm. She was also in that short appendage that uh Matt Green produced. Uh, oh, shout well. out to my yeah. man Matt Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, she's been around, but she actually co-wrote this film okay. with with the director, uh Emma Emma something. Emma, yeah, Emma, I'm gonna again watch our review on first cut. We get the names right on there. <laughs> okay. Um but uh, it's basically uh, Rachel and uh, Ao Ibroli from The Bear, and um, she is booked Turtle. and busy. She's yeah. in everything, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. She's she's like in Ninja Turtles and um that theater camp. I, I want to see that theater camp. Yeah, I heard it was cute. Um, but the the, the, the I mean it's you know, comedy. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but this movie though, it was it was a high school comedy and akin to like super bad, but like with young uh, lesbian women's, but. It turns into a Fight Club kind of movie because they're starting a Fight Club in their in their school mm. to uh, defend themselves against like men and I guess there's a rival high school that's about to come in and like mess things up. So they start like a self defense club that's like a Fight Club and it's just I don't want to talk too much more about the plot. You just okay. gotta see it, but okay. it just goes off the rails quick. Oh, like, is, is it, it is it in theaters? It's in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They did a limited release uh, last week, which. Like the limited releases were like all sold out. Uh, now, oh, wow. now it's coming in. It's it's a real like it's a satire piece. Like you should know okay. that. Like the depiction, okay. like 
people should know it's a satire and like the depiction of men is pretty you know like not good you know what i mean hey like, i mean that's, that's the, okay that's the comedy in it yeah you know what like I mean? listen like, bro if you're gonna be all <laughs> tight in the ass about it like come on now there's a bunch of things that let's let's think about film and just the media throughout the years where hey. women were portrayed in so many things for decades like right, right, you know what right. i'm saying i was just listening shout out to michelle mission is a, a, a podcast of two brothers older brothers mm. and they was talking about willie dynamite uh black exploitation film from like the 70s and like yeah the woman in that film was just all prostitutes you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. you know like almost every woman in that film was a prostitute so i listen man if it if men are looked at a certain way, whatever. Like I, right, I know right. men, we ain't shit. Like right. hey, come on, we ain't shit. So it is what it is, man. Yeah, it's 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 a really funny comment. I just know some people, like you know, there's people on Twitter that will just like this movie was so not in. Like what a d- disgraceful second feature. But those people are the same people who got mad at Barbie and like saying uh, the so, snowflakes. You know, yeah, 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 the yeah, snowflakes. yeah. The macho men that friggin' melt, uh, you know, or fucking snap at the <laughs> sight of. Shut up, bro. Shut up. Grow some balls, bro. You'll be all right. You'll be all right, dog. You know what I'm saying? I I also would like to issue an apology. Mm. I was listening back to the last episode, Mm. and I had some pretty strong opinions about why I would not go see Blue Beetle. (laughs) (laughs) Now, (laughs) listen, and I'm pretty sure I said worse (laughs) off camera. I'm going to say it right now. I didn't see the movie uh, yet. Still didn't see the movie. But our platform is all about elevating black and brown filmmakers. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, you know, right, Despite, right. you know, the DC, WB thing. <laughs> y'all know how I feel about that. If y'all pay attention, y'all know I ain't even going to go into that anymore. But I was kind of harsh. I kind of came off kind of harsh about the, about the Blue Beetle film, right? <laughs> Listen, what's the brother's name? The brother that made the film? Um, Angel Manuel Soto. I, I was, you know, and it's so funny. The universe will find ways to talk to you because after we wrapped recording, I was seeing so much encouraging stuff from online. Just, <laughs> everybody was like, please get behind him. And he's so happy that he was able to bring this film to the big screen and representation and so on and so forth. So I apologize. I, I do. <laughs> I owe it to myself and that brother to go check out the film. Just yeah. just check it out. It was It's, it's good. Like, I, I heard it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'll check it out. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to shit. It, this is my hate is not with him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna take your word because this brother RB is a good dude. So if yeah. he say he's a good dude, I'm I, my brother. I am sorry. I'm gonna check out your film. <laughs> Might not be in theaters, but I'll check it out regardless. <laughs> oh no, that's yeah, just gonna be on Max soon. I'm sorry. It, Let's just. <laughs> it's not doing well. It's not, you know, it's not the fault of the filmmakers it's not, or yeah, the no, film. No, it's the, WB, it's WB, WB buried the it. They, they yeah. buried it. Like, yeah, I'm for sorry. For no reason. It for, was, yeah. Terrible. Right. Terrible. And that's my issue with, that's really with them. Did you see, I was on TikTok. Did you see, I'm going to shout out these pieces of shit real quick. Nerd Rotic. Oh. <laughs> that, that name just does not sound like a good. <laughs> did you see their review for, first of all, they, they covered Blue Beetle. And their video was called Let's Taco About Blue Beetle. And it was a group of white people, Mm-mm. white white men and women, just hammering down on the film, talking about how one, of, one guy was just like, oh, I just hate how these 
films with black and brown, you know, characters just go so heavy with the culture. They just constantly remind us about their culture and this and that as if, you know, God forbid, you know, a bunch of Mexicans or black people in a film acting black or Mexican. I, I don't know. <laughs> they listen to their music and engage in their language. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. And then the, there was the white woman that was there and she was like, um, how they, it's, it's about, it's, I forgot how many, first of all, the numbers might've been exaggerated. It might be a play on the stereotypical thing with Mexicans, but she was saying how there was like a bunch of adults in the house. They can't pay their mortgage. No. How does that happen? <laughs> how does that? And everything was, and then the other guy was like, everything was salsa, salsa, taco. Like, <laughs> yo, <son>. yo. <laughs> That shit was racist as fuck, dog. Yeah, nah, it's, it's bad out here, Dad, man. that's not cool. Yeah. Like, that's not cool at all. And if you know anything about Mexican culture, you know, me moving here, I got to learn a lot about Mexicans. Yo, their food, they're very, that's very amazing. big. Yeah. The, the, the food is amazing, and they're right. very proud about it. Yes, mm -hmm. like, that shit comes, I feel like in every conversation I am with a Mexican, like, salsa or something comes up. Like, mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. Just because they're so proud of that. Like, that's just... That's them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They make their shit from scratch. Right, we going right, to Taco Bell to right. get this shit. They making this shit from scratch. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So if a film wants to reference that, okay. Right. That's low-key. It's funny you bring up the sauce at Taco Bell. That's low-key why I cannot eat Taco Bell at all. Oh, like, oh I yeah. I literally cannot no, touch that food. I'm like, yo, dog, there's real tacos right around the corner. Yeah. Right? We can get and, some and, right and it's the hole-in-the-wall <laughs> spot. It's, it's, a, oh, man, it's a the spot that looks... Yeah. Greasiest tortillas yeah. and the nastiest-looking meat. And yo, fire. Smack you. Fire. Oh, Man. So shout so, yeah. shout to the Mexican and shout to Blue Beetle. Yeah. I know it's it's getting a, you know, and that's another thing I don't like. It's it's the pylon. This is like, oh, this is doing worse than the Flash. Oh, this is worse. Yeah, All right, <laughs> we know. And this also nobody knew about Blue Beetle like before. Like yeah. the Flash is one of the most popular characters yeah. in the DC world, and that only opens to sixty million. Like that, you should know what the expectations are. Yeah. The fact that Blue Beetle got to twenty five next to the Flash at sixty, uh, yeah. that's an accomplishment right there. Yeah. And um and I, and by the way, the budget was only I think one hundred and twenty million for it. So like okay. even though like the Flash is a lot more expensive and it made a little more money the profitability factor for blue beetle is a lot lower yeah. so yeah. i do i really do hope they continue like this franchise i got like you mentioned the, the director he's a hard working dude when i met him at um la lalif the mm -hmm. uh latino international film festival he was talking to me like yeah man i did like 26 shorts he did Woo. 26 shorts before he, he got his first feature shout out and to then him. he did his first hold like up, couple hold features up, hold up man yeah, I'm like, oh, that's the wrong one <laughs> i mean yay but yo shout out to him yo shout out to brothers my, my, my black and brown brothers sisters out here grinding like yo Hollywood is no joke yeah as we can see right now with the strike everybody getting it right now you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. Hollywood is no joke so if you grinding and stuff like that I got nothing but that, that's why I said I had to dial down like my reaction to it because it's like <laughs> it was like John like yo they, yo like don't don't shit on it ain't it ain't about you it ain't about you my brother it's really my hate for wb and, and dc justifiably they they dropped the ball repeatedly yeah. throughout this whole process I, I, no, no funny i don't want it to pop i don't want it to hate i don't want to say this to hate on blue beetle but mm. i heard that they went to wb talking about doing an origin bane film really and wb was like Nah, we want to do Blue Beetle. So this is something that literally nobody asked for. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you throw this on him and he made some of it. And I heard it was good. So yeah, it was good. It was good. George Lopez was really great. In yeah. It. So again, they should have, again, I don't know why they didn't push the George Lopez factor of it. He was like the best part of the movie. Well, so. they, they push shit. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. They, they didn't promote nothing. Anything, so. It was bad. It was, bad. It was 
bad, bad on WB's. Yo, WB, y'all gonna pay for y'all sins. I'm gonna keep telling y'all that. Y'all gonna pay <laughs> for y'all sins. They barely got bailed out by Barbie. Like, yeah. Barbie was, they, they accidentally stumbled on it with that yeah. one. Yeah, like, yeah. They just fumbled on that. But I don't think, they, they moved Dune 2 out to next year. We'll see how yeah. that's gonna work out. Um, but, I, you know, we'll see. Movies are, movie. the movie atmosphere is not gonna be looking the same if this strike goes on. Like, yeah, yeah, so. man. I seen Fran Drescher talking about we got, you know, we financially stay. We could hold off for another six years. Oh, no, six months. I'm just kind of like, yeah. hold on now. Yeah. Hold on now. We are out here. We, we know we yeah. taking, shout out to people taking non-union jobs, still trying to work. You know, mm. it's hard for a lot of people. I know people that's, you know, have to give up homes and shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's getting rough. You know, yeah. I know. I mean, thank by the grace of God, you know, we getting, we getting by. You know what I'm mm, saying? We work mm. in film and in production. We getting by, mm. you know. Uh, but it's been it's been rough. So shout out to everybody out there on, on the picket lines. I know you was just at a picket line. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, there was a, a Black Males uh, Writers and in, um, in Hollywood picket line uh, okay. gathering. It was, it was a lot of amazing people out there, man. Uh, a lot of black men and women. A lot of melanin out there. So it was, good, uh, good. It was feeling good, man. It was a good, good time. Good, good, good. So this episode... You know, I, I, let me just make it very clear. We are not promoting films. We are just talking about films. Right, right. You know, and I'm that's saying? why this is kind of a more of a better episode to do because more of a retrospective. Yes. It's more older. You know, yes. we'll talk about the new film that's out too. Yeah. But, so yeah. We, we, you know, as you know, the goat Denzel Washington is in theaters right now with the Equalizer Three. We both saw the Equalizer Three. I saw it last night, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it just, it's just it's crazy. Denzel Washington has been making films for like a good four decades or so, and he is still a hot ticket. Mm -hmm. Any film with Denzel Washington's name on it, it just goes. You know, if it don't, it might not. You know, some some definitely flew under the radar, you know, but for the most part, he's always grabbing attention, you know. It's the I think it's the guarantee of quality. You yeah. Know I mean, oh, you yeah. know, Denzel's never gonna pick up a basket. Oh, yes. You know, it's not gonna be like some whatever yeah. know, movie. Especially I think with um, even like something like the Equalizer, like there, you know, you could look at it like at some surface, like old man action mm -hmm. movies. But look at the heart of it. It's about a character having uh, OCD. Mm -hmm. It's about him helping people. I call in my review. I called it the the first like black savior franchise. Oh. Now they have like white savior movies. It's yeah. the first black savior movie yeah, where yeah, he's yeah. saving like white women, you know. And the third one, he's saving the whole Italian town. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Damn, he do be saving white women. Like, <laughs> yeah. Damn, I just realized that's, that. That's what the whole franchise is. It's a white savior film. It's a black savior film. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Um, but then um, even the second one, man, Pedro Pascal, like yo. I I went back and watched the second one before seeing the third, which I, I probably didn't have to do. Mm. I didn't realize that was Pedro Pascal yeah. until now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's low-key murdering it in that movie. Yeah, like, yeah. He's low-key yeah. cooking. Like, yeah. that first monologue where him and Denzel are kind of going back and forth, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's tough. It's yeah. Tough. Yeah, man. So, yo, The Equalizer, man, it's, 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 it's a cool franchise. It's, you know, it's not, it's like John Wick, but not really. Because More realistic, yeah, and 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 I, I realized the pacing, and, and this is something I'm gonna t I'll say about the third film, the pacing is kind of, it's more of a slow burn. Every I, I feel like the first film more so was kind of like you know, it got it it got going, but the last two films were more of slow burns. It's like you know with John Wick, you kind of know his his motive, and but it's just like he on a 
on the freeway fighting. He's doing that. He's doing that. He's here. He's in a club. He's doing every like. It feel like every scene in that film, he's kicking ass. This one it slows the pace a lot because. When Denzel gets going, they want you to know, oh, these motherfuckers deserve it. Yeah. We're going to show you why they deserve it. Because I feel like every villain has just been a piece of shit. Like, you really felt like, yo, I want him to stick that gun through his head and shoot other people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, when it gets brutal, it's like, yeah, it feels like it's deserving. You know what I'm saying? And uh, this one is no different. I feel like the second one... I'm not going front. The second one was more on the forgettable side. Yeah, I think the second one had a lot more plot. It's a lot more of like a conspiracy theory kind of plot on it. Yeah. So it didn't have it didn't have that much of a lasting impact. But I, yeah. I, I went going back and like rewatching it. I, I like that one a lot, especially Austin Saunders playing the um that that kid, little, yeah, yeah. little gangster neighbor or whatever. Yeah. Um that was kinda that was kinda funny too. But I um I I I love the third ones. Uh like you said, the pacing, the cinematography from Robert Richardson mm-hmm. was next level yeah. i mean just from that opening scene when he's like sitting there like you know rubbing his ring and like mm-hmm. getting ready he's just like yo this is you're on some rc stuff yeah not the minute they show him just the light cascading on yeah, it, it's yeah like, oh, just beaming shit. on the head yeah. and the overhead lighting yeah that's robert richardson he's iconic for that like overhead lighting if you've seen like um he did a lot of qt movies but he also did a lot of oliver stone films Plateau. oh he oh he's behind that yeah yeah okay. he and also yeah the hateful eight like those iconic shots were like so would you say would you like say that the, you know the scene and you know in clockers the interrogation scenes is, mm. is lit yeah. just like that yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah exactly yeah yes exactly yeah uh. that's kind of yeah that's where robert richardson's uh style okay you know, it's, it's kind of his eye but he um but that that and it, it plays so beautifully all throughout this film, especially like when there's outside on those like mountain landscapes, yeah. it's good, man. I feel like this is the one franchise that like found a way to keep every movie kind of feeling different. Yeah. Like even though, like you said, the second one kind of felt more like the sequel to the first movie. This one felt, this third one felt like yeah. a complete departure. A standalone. But, yeah. Um, it's supposed to be the conclusion too, and also felt like a nice resolution to the to the series. So yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, I like I said, the pacing, the pacing was cool. Like. I knew going in that the movie was less than two hours, but mm. it felt like two hours. I ain't going to hold you. Sitting through that, it was just kind of like, <laughs> sheesh. And I went to a late show, so you know I was feeling every bit of that. Mm. And then, you know, the Dakota, the Dakota Fanning character, yeah. I could have done without her. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, yeah. I feel like she's really what held shit up because they gave her extra scenes. I was kind of like, let's go. Let's keep this moving. <laughs> let's keep this train rolling. But they do, you know, I don't want to say what happens at the end, but they do kind of tie it back to her character ties into the franchise somehow but it just kind of felt like she was throwing it you know it really did feel like a hey what's dakota fanning doing now you know then her and denzel do man on fire let's just bring them together again that's what it felt like you know what i'm saying i did you know which this is uh funny enough tony scott and denzel have five movies together and now this is antoine fuqua's and denzel's Denzel's film film. oh wait so what's their five films training day um the Magnificent Seven, Magnificent, Magnificent and, Seven, and all three uh, Equalizer. Oh films. shoot, so that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then Tony Scott, you know, obviously Crimson Tide. Yeah. Uh, uh, he do he didn't do Pelican Brief, but he did uh, Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Uh, yeah. Taking a, the taking of Pelican One Two Three. Pelham, yeah, Pelham yeah, One Pelham Two Three. Two, three yeah. Uh, so yeah, he yeah that's that's another great iconic collaboration. But I, Denzel, he he knows when to lock in with great directors oh that's yeah throughout his entire career. oh yeah oh yeah and and i i this is why i think he's the goat man i just mm. feel like his his selection of scripts i don't know who's doing this select. i don't know if it's his agent bringing these things to his attention he has just been on one for years he like i said he's had some slip-ups I, well his first film 
Carbon Copy. Carbon Copy. Yeah. Which is, you know, I yo, I watched Carbon Copy like almost like 20 years ago. I was definitely like a freshman <laughs> in high school when I watched it. And it's very like, you know, it was just I mean, you can I just can't take this is this handsome manly Denzel Washington is this white man's kid like <laughs> You know, he's like, daddy. I was like, nah, bro. But you know what? Every actor has their, you know, they got to get in somehow. Well, you know what? And it's, I just watched it for the first time today, like, oh, and research for this show. Uh-huh. I ain't going to lie. I was cracking up. There are some <laughs> hilarious lines up in there. Like, yeah. Even though, like, I, it is, like, an unbelievable concept. Yeah. Like, and they're kind of, like, not selling you on it that yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But it's the idea, for one, Michael Shorts bringing um, Denzel into the forefront. The the fact that Denzel's whole career has pretty much been defined by black directors yes. um, from Michael Schwartz to Spike Lee mm-hmm. to now, you know, Antoine Fuqua yes. to an extent as well. Um, but uh, what I found, it was just such a interesting commentary having like the black, you know, the, the guy is the, adopting a black kid, yeah. but the wife is such a vibrant racist. Like yeah, 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 she yeah. literally cannot stand being even like in the sight of a black person. Yeah. And she's like tolerating him from one conversation. And he's like, Oh, you know what? Maybe we do like this, this boy, Roger, Roger we could move into the garage. He's like, Oh, well, what if I told you he's our son? And she like moves out immediately. Yo, that film could not be made today. Let's just make that very clear. That shit could not be made today. And that makes it's special in its own its yeah. own right because it's like that's some shit you would never see today it was oh man such a, if y'all want to watch it it's on tubi there's some good lines like there's one scene where they're like climbing up this uh beach uh like from from beach and then uh it's like the camera stays in this wide shot and the comedy just plays so denzel's such a theater actor you could just tell yeah and like when they're walking up the the hill he's saying like we could go we could we could wrestle together we can like <laughs> yeah. we can play games yeah uh, you could take me to a chamber of commerce meeting i could take you to a third world liberation meeting yeah it's it's so odd it's such an odd film i have yo bro i have not watched that film since 03 no funny shit i might not i might need to go back i might need to go back and watch it now uh you know so you know denzel starts off with that but Mm -hmm. then he ends up going into uh other stuff like you know i i want to say uh uh what's this movie a soldier story is really what puts him on the map oh yeah you know he plays Peterson. Uh, was mm. it Private? I'm not. Right. I know he's. Like, they like in the, in the army. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's a crazy cast. You know, David Allen Greer, very underrated. David Allen Greer. Um, Robert Townsend is on that. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That was the first Robert yeah. Townsend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's my man from in the in the heat the heat of ah oh, man. So, uh, not Sidney Poitier. No, 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 no. It's not Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier. He played. Okay. It's it's funny you say that. Sidney Poitier plays the character that this guy I'm talking about plays in the TV show In the Heat of the Fire? Or is it? Oh, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh. Heat of the Night? Heat of the, in the Heat of the yeah, Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sidney yeah. Poitier plays it, but he, this guy I'm talking about plays him in the TV, TV show, show yeah. many years later. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, I forget his name. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great cast. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that puts him on the map. And then, you know, you got Cry Freedom. You know, after that, which Cry Freedom, if you ask me, was really a, a Kevin Klein film. Like that was like that was mostly about his character. Mm. Stephen Biko was just basically there just to be, you know, mm. it was kind of about him, but it wasn't his film. But but Denzel, I think that I, I believe he got a nomination from that one. I believe yeah. so. You know, and then Richard Attenborough directed that one, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah, and and that's another thing. Denzel's oh, Richard Attenborough, who plays what's his my man named Jurassic Richard, Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what mm. I'm saying? End up winning for Glory though. Glory, that was the one. That was the one that really did it. Like, if 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 
Soldier Story put him on the map. Glory definitely got him on A-list status. From there, he freaking takes off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he he does his first of four collaborations with Spike Lee after Glory. And that's Mo Better Blues. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bleak Gilliam. Bleak, two E's, one K, Gilliam. Which was, I, that was a very, listen, I, I, I shouldn't have been watching that film <laughs> when I was three, four years old. But I love that film. And I tell you, I, 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 to this day, I carry around a stick of, chapstick i just put around my lips like bleak you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know I, I always you know do that like remember you remember the scene when uh cinda williams who plays uh clark beaten court where she kisses him and bites his lip and he like goes off on her you know what i'm saying <laughs> and then it's crazy because as the movie progresses you know spoiler this is a 30 something year old yeah movie. you gotta see it by yeah now. please go watch that um the, the brutal scene when when he and Spike get their ass whooped mm, in the, the back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when he takes that trumpet and hits his mouth and, yeah, and just the, the blood, the, 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 yeah. the slow-mo, the, the, the sound of the plane. Oh, man. Like, that yeah. that is a great ass whoop. Spike was in his Scorsese bag with that ass whooping scene. Like, mm. that was definitely taken from Scorsese. Like, that's some Raging Bull type shit. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Loved, I love that film. Love yeah. that film. Yeah, um, it's so funny. You're talking about seeing that too young, three, four. I saw that when I was like 12, 13. Uh -huh. I definitely like after a movie, I started doing that Denzel like nose thing. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> somebody, had to tell me like, yo, son, stop. Yo, like, you're son, you have a crack problem. Yo, <laughs> yo, Bleak Gilliam was so funny. Yo, that he was so cool. It's yeah. like yo, I just wanted to be. I wanted to. To this day, there's little things I do. I, I learned from that. I tell you, I still carry around a lip balm. Like still every now and then, you know, that just it's just habit. Like, but you know, what? my lips is moisturized because of Bleak Gilliam. What can I say? Did <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, um, Denzel does slip up that year with the film Heart Condition. Are you I haven't seen that one. No. Heart Condition is about a, a lawyer. Uh, he played Denzel plays a lawyer that like gets into some shady shit. He gets killed, and his heart is transplanted planted into a white racist cop played by Bob Hoskins. Oh, I heard, I heard about this yeah. film. I haven't seen it though. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nothing much to see, man. Right. It's just you know, it's just a very it's it's a comedy. It you know, Denzel doesn't do a whole lot of comedies, mm -hmm. especially after this one. He doesn't do a whole lot of comedies. So, yeah, this one was kind of odd. This, it, this this was also was this around the same time as Miss Summer Night's Dream or you know what? That was all yeah. Like in that early nineties period. Yeah. I think it was like around that time. Because yeah. that was also like kind of a comedy-ish. Um, but obviously it was Shakespeare. Um, uh Much Ado about Much Ado about Nothing. Is that what it's called? Um it might be much with ado Kenneth about with nothing. Kenneth Branagh. Uh, um, uh, it was yeah, it was uh Keanu Reeves was. Keanu in it. Reeves, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. It might have been Much Ado about nothing. I thought it was, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought it was Mr. Nice Dream. For yeah, some nah, yeah. Yeah, that that was a that was a that was a good like that was also interesting. I watched that in history class like mm -hmm. back in the day you know mm -hmm. uh or i think it was like drama class well, it was you know, good performance like seeing yeah. him do that shakespearean thing we're going to talk about it later with the mick yeah because he, 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 he comes from theaters you yeah. know denzel was heavy in theater so you know he did that and then uh 91 is mira Nair. I, I i might be pronouncing her name wrong is it it's a south south east is that a, a, like indian south yes south yeah mm -hmm. filmmaker Miranair, she does Mississippi Masala, which is one of my favorite. It's a, it's a, it's one of these gems in Denzel's catalog. That's like it's not the Oscar bait. I don't want to call it Oscar bait because whatever he does is definitely, it's it's good shit. Mm. But it's not that film that's striving for the Oscar. But it's just one of those films that he just kind of does, and it's so it's a, it's a romance comedy drama a little bit, you know, about 
you know, a black man in Mississippi dating an Indian woman who's played by Sarita Chowdhury. Beautiful Sarita Chowdhury. And um, yeah, that, that one is really good. I, Criterion just uh, re-released that one mm-hmm. like not too long ago. That that film, I forget who was the original distributor, but that film got lost for a few years. Really? Like wow. lost. Like they <laughs> In could, the 90s. Yeah, that's different. yeah. And this is my issue with black films. This is why these need they need to be curated and protected. Mm-hmm. Because how does a film from 1991 goes lost gets gets lost and then and it's found in a random record shop in memphis right. like the happens. original negatives like how sway <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and i forgot how she tracked it down and then she brought it to criterion and they cleaned it up and, and did what they had to do it released in theaters i want to say two years ago mm-hmm. and then they they brought it out on, on physical you know on the blu-ray and stuff like that but it's like how does that happen mm-hmm. how the hell does that happen i heard i heard uh Tales from the Hood was released by Scream Factory. I forget what year, but I heard for a long time they could not find that film. Really? Yeah, like, to, to to source it to to do anything <laughs> to it. There was a there was a guy that reached out to me. He saw a, a Prince episode. Mm. He has the original thirty five millimeter film of Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah, that was right. screened at the premiere, and he was like, "Yo, I was working at a film archive, and they told me to throw this away." <laughs> how does this happen? Right. right how, how do you? Right. How does this, are, the, are these black films just lost in time? But mm. motherfucking Birth of a Nation right. is protected yeah. like it's the fucking you know, mm. like <laughs> you know, Gone with the Wind. Like it, that that shit is locked up somewhere. You can't right. even look at it. They love it so much that instead of like taking it down, they literally have a whole message in front of the movie. Like you have to if you go watch Gone with the Wind, you have to sit through a five minute like video of like a black woman being like, "This is why Gone with the Wind isn't still." appropriate today like, they got a black woman telling you yeah, that yeah, ain't that that's some like, shit yeah. mammy they got the film known for mammy winning the oscar now they got a black woman hey y'all y'all should watch this this is okay you know, get the fuck out of here. it was just in this time period you know you gotta understand yeah i'm like oh dog come on <laughs> like, you know, it's just so goofy like. but this is it's just crazy but but it's like this is why we gotta really we really gotta uphold these films mm-hmm. and really go uh, yo if you are if you got money and you are into the arts, please find and save these black films. Like, mm-hmm. come on now. Like, this shit yes. is crazy. We can't be losing these shits. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, he does that. And then, 92 is the role I, I think Denzel was just made for. Mm-hmm. You know, let, you know, backtrack. Denzel is into theater. He does theater. So, in 82, he does a play called A Chicken Come Home to Roost, where he plays Malcolm X. Ah. You know, and this is basically, he basically had a 10-year head start on all of this. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So, by 92, Spike Lee's Malcolm X hits the scene. To date, I, I told y'all before, it's my favorite film. Mm. I think it's the greatest film of all time. And this is definitely Denzel's greatest performance. Denzel's great. I, like I said, he's the GOAT. He's great in everything he does. Mm. But this is the one. Oh, yeah. It's untouchable. I mean, I remember in film school, I, I talked about before how I wrote a whole paper on do the right thing in the cinematography. Um, one of the options for that paper was also evaluating the performance of Denzel mm. and, and Malcolm X. And I was, I was real close to doing that, but that was just, when you look at the amount of detail he puts into every single moment, uh, mm-hmm. from just the the first act of it, where he's like the more um, Malcolm Little, or um, the Little Red kind mm-hmm. of segment of it, where he's kind of playing. It's a fun, charismatic, traditionally like Denzel performance that mm-hmm. like, 
I think a lot of people can't, you know, will come to expect. But then it evolves into a much like every single act is just a different evolution of the yes. character in such a detailed, profound way. It eventually becomes a struggle of, you know, incarceration, like man versus self, like self-reflectiveness. And then ultimately towards the end, it's um, him versus going up against the, the church. It's such a powerful, powerful movie that like is uh, a deep, deep inflection. I believe um, Spike Lee had talked about in an interview how uh, Denzel didn't eat pork and yeah. like stop drinking for like a whole year, yeah. like before uh, getting into this movie. So he put the he prayed. Full... He prayed. The, he did the Quran prayers, all of that. Yeah. Became, and and this helped because you know, I you know I'm I'm a very spiritual person, mm-hmm. and when you become when you're spiritually inclined and and you lock in like that, you start to tap into different levels that. Is beyond you. So, mm-hmm. he, you know, Spike tells a story all the time in interviews where they're shooting a scene and, you know, they got the, he got the script, the script supervisor next to him. They kind of going over the, the speech and he just starts going off script. The, the, you know, they shooting this on film. The film run out the camera and Denzel's just going, going, wow. going. He becomes Malcolm. And then he said that, like, you know, he approached him when the film ran out and it was just like, yo, yo, cut. Like, there's no more film. He's like, yo, what was that? And he said, yo, he had glassy eyes. And he was like, yo, that wasn't me. I don't know what that was. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, channel Malcolm X. Yeah, no, the man is is real. And then you know, everybody talk about biopics where they're like, oh, this person looks like somebody. You gotta play this person. No, like he looks nothing like Malcolm X. Yeah. Nothing like Malcolm X. Mm. But he embodied the character so much. I cannot see any he, what's the brother uh that's that's about to be Bob Marley. Uh, he played Malcolm X and and the He uh, did a good job. He did good, but it ain't Denzel. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like he he might kind of look like Malcolm a little bit, but it ain't Denzel, you know. Yeah. It that that's just nobody's ever done like ever reached that standard for me right right yeah it's the like i like i mentioned it's just the amount of detail that every single moment had i mean i love the moment where he's talking to uh west indian uh west indy uh archie west indy archie yeah like the first interrogation that they're kind of like cutting each other back and forth like it's just so witty and then obviously everybody talks about the scene with the bullet but the the Mm -hmm. russian roulette Mm -hmm. (laughs) situation which was amazing but also towards the uh, oh man and then of course he's chewing out the white girl like oh yeah you know this is the deleted scene where he he helps another white woman they they shot a scene oh really because Uh, in in the autobiography malcolm x did say he regretted he regretted kind of curving a white girl but right 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 but i mean it was a funny moment in the movie (laughs) yeah um but then it but the evolution like when he uh is actually takes that trip to uh the pilgrimage yeah. to uh, uh mecca mecca yes um and he just has that beautiful moment like around all the other muslims like mm-hmm. and you could just see like i don't know it was just even uh, how i say like he's and even in the wide shots you could feel like denzel's yeah. like presence like yeah. even in that group of hope all those people like you could yeah. just feel him being entrenched in whatever spirit he was getting in. it was just like Every part of it was just beyond profound. To it's me, it's so. a beautiful film. It's yeah. beautiful from beginning to end, and, and like you said, you, you chronicle, you know, the evolution. It's like every act is a different film, but it's it's all one. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, it's like right. you really and then so then now when you get to the final act with his assassination, it just cuts that deep yeah, because that now, anxiety. That yeah, yeah like you every bro. Every time I watch it, I get anxious knowing mm. that that final act is approaching. You know what right. I'm saying? Because you you come to know Malcolm so like this is the all three hours and thirty something minutes. Like it, this is just so I, I could watch Malcolm X back to back, no problem. Mm. I've done it before. Yeah. 
HBO East, HBO West, Volume X, come on. I've done that before. So it's like, yo, like you just, yeah, you just feel it, man. And and, and it's an amazing performance. He was shafted yeah. in the Oscars. He oh, was yeah. shafted. And we all know we don't need awards to validate things. But God damn it, when you're in this industry, you need that gold. You right. know what I'm saying? That gold means a lot. Especially when it's a performance like that. I mean, I don't even, no disrespect to everyone that I'm actually Google. Uh, it's um, Al Pac- I'll tell you, Al Pacino. Which one? Scent of a Woman. Oh. <laughs> 93. And you know what's crazy? Because Al Pacino... No disrespect to Al Pacino. That but... was a makeup award, though. Right, right. Dog Day Afternoon. Mm-hmm. Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. So, so many films Al Pacino did that he should that he was nominated for and should have won for. He didn't. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like, yo, it was the makeup call. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like they did the same thing. I think Training Day is like yes. the perfect example of yes. that, too. Training um, Day, definitely. Because I saw Training right. Day. I remember seeing Training Day in theaters. And I knew it was good, but I wasn't thinking, like, I, I knew he was amazing in it, it was Denzel. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that they was going to give him the gold for that one. I was like, yeah. oh, that's the one? Like, they mm-hmm. curved him for Hurricane. Hurricane, like, the, the year before. Right. Yeah, two years before. For Russell Crowe, for, uh, I think, A Beautiful Mind or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Which is like, dog. What? <laughs> yeah. Y'all are, like, just mismatching, like, the exact wrong, like, movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. To be giving these actors awards for it. Like, yeah. Um, but that was, that was a, yeah, that performance right there was just on some different like level and, different and, um but i mean i'm just let me talk about malcolm x mm-hmm. uh just the way yeah i mean his relationship also with angela bassett like him meeting oh. her it, it's like it's again a perfect evolution from when he was with shoddy in the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie to mm-hmm. when he ultimately ends up like settling down and falling in love it was just it was just all i think he brought the A-list level and every other actor around him brought oh, A-list yeah. levels too. Even Spike Lee, I mean, obviously is a great actor in, when he stars in movies, but I feel like this was also his best performance. Oh, like, yeah. Standing next to Denzel was like, he... he yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> Spike in every film is like Mar- a different version of Mars back. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, I would say Spike's best film, me personally, uh, his acting, acting was Do the Right Thing. Okay, well, yeah, he's the main star. Do you know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, that's true, yeah. You know, yeah, okay. but but this yeah. one, and this one, you know, like I said, it's like, it's, you know, it's like Mars. It's like Shorty could have been Mars Blackman's grandfather or some <laughs> shit like that. It's like every film he's Mars Blackman, and then you know it's Spike and every, Spike is Spike in every film. So right. I don't even really count that, but right. yes, like everybody had to step up. Right. When you in the, when you in frame with Denzel, you got to step up. Yeah, De- Delroy Lindo again. Oh, is West, amazing. Uh, West, West Indy Archie. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just across the board, even down to the score. Every oh, man. it was like if you want a perfect. I, I keep telling you, one of these days I'm going to show you all my perfect film is. This was perfect. Mm-hmm. Across mm-hmm. the board. Across mm-hmm. the soundtrack, the acting, Denzel's performance is just, it's timeless. It's yeah. timeless. I think, you know, this is just, this is, yeah, it's it's that special. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. absolutely. It's that special. I forgot to bring up, now, we talk about Denzel, you know, the quality of acting and, you know, I, like I said, I don't like to use the word Oscar bait for his film because Oscar bait is films that try to come with the premium, you know what I'm saying, to try and they kind of fail or they just they're too reachy. Mm. His films, he comes with quality. Yes. But I like Denzel's B movies. I like mm. his popcorn flicks. Yeah, Pelican Brief. Pelican Brief. Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. John Q. Oh, I love John Q. Okay. Yeah, we gonna have to talk about yeah, John Q. For but. A Ricochet, which released in 1991 as well. I haven't well. seen Ricochet. Ricochet is very good, man. It's a crime thriller, action crime thriller. He plays uh, Nick Styles, who's like a cop 
that um John Lithgow, who if y'all familiar with Third Rock from the Sun, you know, he he was on that sitcom mm. back in the day. Uh, I can't even think off the top of my dome what else John Lithgow has done, but he's he was a, in the John Wick movies, I think. Yeah. Oh, he is. I think he was in the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a great actor, mm. and he plays this psychopath that like tries to, you know, that he, you know, uh, Denzel puts him in jail, and you know, Denzel, you know, he's not a cop anymore. He becomes like uh, I want to say like a DA or something like that, and this guy gets out of jail. Like he's holding this grudge all these years. It's like yo, this dude put me in jail. Da da da. He gets out of jail and comes out to ruin Denzel's life. It is an amazing film, dog. Like it's Yo. it's a very sleazy, pulpy. It's just it's it's just and it it's just such a sleazy. <laughs> like I don't know how to describe this film, but it's just it doesn't take itself seriously, which is a plus. Like it's mm. clearly like, look, we want to entertain y'all, mm. and it just it's downright it's disturbing in some scenes. You know what I'm saying? And there's this fire shot of Denzel, like he's at home. This is like when, you know, this guy had done ruined his life or whatever the case may be. <laughs> and he's at home and he realizes something. I don't want to say too much because I really want you to see the film. Mm. And he realizes something. He runs out the crib with his, uh, he had this like pink, uh, pink bathrobe on with like no shirt. <laughs> and like, and he's like, dude, yo, it's peak action star Denzel. Like, I just love this film, dog. And Ice-T is in it, random as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Ice-T keeps coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Ice T is in the film, you know, but he actually plays a thug in this film. He plays like a drug dealer that like Denzel knows from the streets, you know. So like, yo, this it's just amazing, amazing. But yeah, like you said about John Q, that's another amazing film. Dude, John Q, it's so funny because uh, my I was in a class in my uh, math and science high school. We had a class called Medical Occupations that mm. was just all about learning, I guess. The, the potential jobs in the medical field. It was mm -hmm. kind of a stupid class, not mm -hmm. gonna lie. Um, so like half the class was literally our teacher just showing us movies. Mm -hmm. um, so then John Q came up and that was my first time seeing that in, in high school. Mm -hmm. Yo, fam, the whole idea, for one, Eddie Griffin is one of the funniest supporting characters That's right. you're ever gonna see in a, in a movie in that. Um, but the idea, the, 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 the moral dilemma of like, should you get a heart transplant uh, for, like your son like should you just like get your own heart ripped out like mm -hmm. it's such a over the top and medically inaccurate like it can't, it's not even possible like right, it doesn't right. make no sense like right. but like the fact that like Denzel like fully commits to it and the movie fully commits to this yeah. concept uh, I love it man I love how self-serious it is but also Eddie Griffin is like perfect comedic relief Denzel just he for some Denzel finds a way to find make dramatic moments also funny too like mm. he'll give you like He'll slap a character or like get in the character's face in a way that's just intimidating, but also just, you know, and that was all throughout John Q. Yeah. And it just makes it as a little bit of extra humor to this kind of out there concept. But mm -hmm. it's a good food film. I think uh, Wolfgang Peterson directed that uh, one, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. I so. Yeah, it was a, I, I, that's, that's my movie. If, if you talk to anybody in my high school, like who went to my class, like in, in my class of 2015, like we, we all have the same reverence for John Q. Nah, yeah, John John Q is a, is is like a I always say a hood classic. I remember when it came out, like yeah. it, it wasn't a. I mean, it did it did it did what it had to do in the box office. It right. wasn't like this, like you know, crazy, you know, mind blowing success. But everybody in the hood knew that film, man. Right. We was all watching that joint. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A lot of us, our first DVD was John Q DVD. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, now nah, John Q is definitely one of those super ones. valid, super valid. Philadelphia. Right, 1993. I love Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Yes. And I think that's the first Hollywood film that deals with 
AIDS. HIV AIDS heads mm-hmm. on heads on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's you know Denzel is you know your typical ignorant homophobic in a way. Yeah, yeah, you know very homophobic. Yeah, he's throwing the f word around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it works because that's the position that a lot of America had during that yes. time. I mean, yes. even all the way up until the mid two thousands, you know, oh, yeah. gay marriage was not a overwhelmingly popular position you know what i mean we, we so, talk about that when we spoke about brokeback mountain yeah you know right, right right that's right, the film right. that kind of like changed the conversation of it exactly exactly but philadelphia was like a good walking you know walking into it even though it wasn't people would argue it might not be the best representation of you know you know gay people or whatnot in that in that film or whatnot but it the what they did in the '90s and putting the movie stars behind it and mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. um, which you know he won an Oscar for, if I'm not mistaken. For I believe so. I believe so. So yeah, I think it, it wasn't a impactful, impactful movie overall. So yeah. I, I and I, I I genuinely enjoy watching it. Like I, a, I only seen it like twice. But. That was what Jonathan Demi. Yeah, Jonathan Demi directed yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible yeah. film, incredible film. You mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. then you know you got, you know, you got Devil in the Blue Dress. Oh. Oh man, I love that movie Yo, too. That's another one. A great another That one, that one didn't do the business it was supposed to do. But that's like one of those ones. It's like it's, it's it was a. I don't want to call it a flop or a bomb, but you know it, it's lived on with time. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Don Cheeto. That's the one that put Don Cheeto on the map. Oh yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know that was uh, uh what he what was his character's name? Um, m- m- mouse or m- mouse m- 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 muse. Uh, mouse. mouse. No, mouse, it was Mouse. mouse. Yeah, yeah, mouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Mouse. It was yeah, Mouse. Yeah, that's right. Jennifer that's right. Beals. Tough Jennifer Beals. She's very underrated. Like, right. nobody talks about Jennifer Beals. Maybe, you know, she's a sister. Don't let looks fool you. She's oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, she's a sister. Oh, shoot. She's a okay. sister. Oh, damn. Real light skin. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know that, that, uh, that, what's they would call the one drop? The one drop rule. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, right. um, yeah, great film. This yeah. is, yeah, uh, Devil in a Blue Dress. I'm a big fan of neo noir, is my favorite genre mm. overall. Like, I always said, the movies I want to make are like basketball movies. The movies I like, I like watching the most are like sci fi. Mm-hmm. But my favorite genre is noir. Like, yeah. a, detec- a good detective story that gets to the, to root of some evil stuff. Like, it's, is it, and I don't want to give away like where this movie ends up going, but of course, like you know who the two big stars are. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, you, you could kind of figure out. Yeah. But um, it's it's uh it's kind of like an early predecessor, like Training Day, and like a mm. sense of like almost like the role flip of like Don Cheadle's playing like the the over the top, like yeah. tough, like super overly aggressive authority figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To uh, Denzel's like kind of want to be mentor character to mm-hmm. per se. Um, but it was. I, I love every bit of this movie, man. I love, you know, I, I feel like some people even spoken about, like I spoke to William Bibiani, um, a, a esteemed critic. Nice. He's esteemed. He's a good critic. He's, he's my buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, he writes for like the rap and he's like a, a critic. Um, so I'm at the Equalizer screen and he was always like, yeah, why? We, we were talking about, you know, why Denzel does the Equalizer films, the sequels. Why mm-hmm. never won the devil in the blue dress? Which I would like to see kind of a sequel but follow you- up to it. Not, I, not right now, but. I can see, but you know, it's just it's Hollywood for you, man. It, it didn't do. Yeah. The, you know, Hollywood is very much a "What have you done for me lately?" business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, if, and it's Denzel, yeah. But if the film didn't do what it was supposed to do financially, they're just like they're clipping it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which which is crazy because yo, I was just asking this past week, and I'm like, I was in this in the airport, and I seen an ad for My Big Fat Greek Wedding three, and I was like. <laughs> Yo, when did they get three movies? Like, I remember the second one came out, but where did this one come? Does this have the audience? But 
if it has the audience, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. You yeah. know, and I was about to talk shit, and then I remembered, oh, I'm a fan of the House Party franchise. That shit got, like, I don't know how many films. Like, they really could have stopped that, too, to be honest. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, man. Nah, this one, this is uh, Devil in a Blue, Re- Blue Dress is one of those ones, man. Thirty, mm. Almost 30 years later, people still talk about it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to, in high regard, you mm. know what I'm saying, for, mm. for good reason. I think it's a Criterion release as well. Mm. You know, once Criterion stamp your shit, your shit is valid. Right, it right, is right, valid when right. Criterion stamps it. Except, except for uh, Armageddon, that one that uh, that's that a Michael Criterion film. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, somebody was what? Well, somebody was slipping yeah. over there. Like, <laughs> you know, why did that become a Criterion film? <laughs> they just loved it. Oh, let me let me make sure. That's a random ass selection. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, that 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 joint. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, Criterion Collection. Wow, yeah, in 1999, yeah. it was made. Oh, that's that was on some recency bias. Like, oh, it's out of print. They yeah. might they might have realized, yeah, we fucked up on that one. Like, <laughs> don't even print, don't even print up no more, man. We fucked up. We we was violent. We was violent. We was violent. The first thing on Reddit is because somebody explained to me why Armageddon, why Armageddon's a Reddit <laughs> Criterion movie. Like, you know, right, Criterion was like, my bad, my bad, my yeah, bad. Yeah, we gotta take this one back. My, my bad, my yeah. bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I was wild. I was wild. I was wild. <laughs> so, you know, after that, he does, you know, again, going back to Popcorn Denzel, Fallen, which oh, I yeah. saw years ago, but I remember that being a pretty interesting a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, my preacher, um, my preachers, the preacher's wife, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. I heard mm-hmm. that he begged her to do that one. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You see yeah. Denzel playing the angels, very light, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, little, more of a romantic vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and yeah. you got stuff like The Siege, Bone Collector, you know, and mm-hmm. then he does he does another joint with, with, with Spike. He got game. Oh, man. Which he, we talked about. We talked about yeah, that one. We yeah. love, we lo- listen, that's my favorite sports film. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to talk about narrative, Let's keep out documentary because I think Hoop Dreams is the it's one. Yeah, that's the he got game is, is definitely that one. It's just a love letter to the game of basketball and just you know the the whole street life thing. The Jake Shuttlesworth character. And I always Denzel is Denzel, but when he links with Spike, and this is why a great director goes a long way. Like you see some films, like I, you know this is not Denzel, but we spoke about LeBron James. We when you, in Trainwreck, he was amazing. Right. Amazing in train wreck. Like it was kind of weird. It was like, yo, LeBron is really good. And then in Space Jam, it's just like he's reading off cue cards. It's like, is he could almost catch him squinting to read the next line? You know what I'm saying? It's that bad. And no disrespect to Malcolm Lee, but I just feel like he was on autopilot with that one. It's like, oh, it's LeBron. Let's just get him to say shit. <laughs> but Spike and Denzel, man, they got that chemistry, man. They got that that De Niro and Scorsese thing going mm-hmm. where you just know. You know, De Niro has does definitely does shit where he's on autopilot. The, you could you could tell De Niro was oh, just yeah. there. Yeah, especially in the two thousands. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But when he linked with Scorsese, it goes to the next level every time. And it's the same thing here with when he got game, you know what I'm saying? Um Jake Shuttlesworth, the complexity of that character, you know. Yeah. And you know, the whole him dealing with the guilt of killing, you know, his Jesus' wife. moms. Yeah, right. his wife. The love you, of his life, honestly. Yeah. You know he was a little bit abusive in the beginning. Yeah. But that's just the grayscale of the character yeah. that you know, we get to, and we really get to understand and empathize with him throughout the story, mm-hmm. especially in both his relationship with Jesus, but also his relationship with uh, Mila Djokovic's character yeah. Um, yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah, it was it was a great human performance, and yeah. um, 
and the center of this amazing basketball movie. Also, my favorite basketball film as well, sports mm-hmm. film as well. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. And then you know, the year later, he does the Hurricane. Yeah, that's amazing boxing film. Great Hurricane, based out. Of, I think that takes place in Patterson, New Jersey. Shout out to Patterson. Shout out to Alyssa's my boy Pre. Mm. Shout out to Pre. That's his town. He always go up for Patterson. So yeah, that that you know the boxer. I forget Ruben. What was his name? Ruben uh, Hurricane sure. Carter. Might be that sounds about was right. that yeah Ruben yep there you go Ruben Hurricane Card is a true story yeah about and also another one dealing with incarceration as well yeah. you know what I mean especially after Malcolm X uh, mm-hmm. what the prison industrial complex can do to a man's mind mm-hmm. but also not even the the prison system but just the civil rights system I mean mm-hmm. because if I'm not mistaken he was uh, arrested for you know. Not take, not uh, getting, not taking it. You're taking some sort of stand or something like that. Yeah, I gotta rewatch Hurricane if I'm not. Yeah, like, it's been yeah, a long it's, time. Yeah, it's been a cool. It's minute, been a so. long time since um, I've seen that. But it's a good. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Great it's a film. Great performance. Great film. You know, he does a lot of other things. Links with Spike again later on with Inside, Inside Man. Man. Yeah, I love which that was, movie as well. Yo, it's so crazy. I was working in a movie theater at the time that was my first job at a movie theater and i remember i went inside of king kong i just went to go watch the trailers during my lunch break mm. and i'm seeing this film I'm like oh shit it's a new denzel film Ooh, heist film mm. i did not know that was a spike joy i didn't even know this is guys this is before social media was kicking like that mm. you know what i'm saying like mm. this 06 social media was around but it wasn't where it's at now where yeah, it's yeah, like myspace back then yeah and it's not live you're not getting mm. everything on the you know the very second it happens you know what i'm saying mm. stuff is still delayed you still got to go watch tv to get news right. at this point you know what i'm saying so when i seen spike was doing i was like oh i'm definitely in there I, they, they had me at denzel she would tell his joe for people oh man people forget he was he was the the you know he was denzel's right hand in that movie yeah christopher Plummer, jody foster it, amazing clive clive owens it was mm-hmm. amazing cast like that Whole was cast, yeah yeah that, uh, Ma- maxwell uh, maxwell Cedow, um or no, 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 that was Christopher Plummer. Oh, that was Plummer. Oh, that yeah, was my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Max Von Sydow. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, Max Max Von Sydow. That's a uh, homie from The Exorcist and, yeah, and Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, yeah, okay, like yeah, I did get the yeah, mix of that. Yeah, I, I do be yeah, mixing them up, though. Christopher yeah, Plummer, yeah, yeah, I do yeah, be mixing bad. them up, my so no I, feel you. No I feel you on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, going back to, you know, that's also in the same, that was like coming off the Oscar win mm-hmm. for, for Training, Training Day. Training Day. And I feel like Training Day really gave him the momentum to do a lot more like kind of switch it up a lot more you yeah. know what i mean like he got the opportunity i feel like that really put him into the a-list status i feel like that was um he was already at a-list status but like the super super tier um status of like the box office draw that mm-hmm. became denzel and um i think i feel like training day also like was such a good blurring of the lines for the expectations that we had come to see denzel because even in inside man he's a good guy Crimson Tide, like all these movies, he's mostly playing like straight up good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, well, I would say he's flawed a bit in Inside Man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he, he's flawed, he's a good yeah. guy, but he has things to him. There's a lot of unanswered, like you know, there's the money that went missing from something that he was investigating. It's kind of yeah. like where that bread at, bro? You right, know what I'm saying? Right, he's right. flawed, but he is a good guy most for the most part. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I feel like Training Day was the only was the movie that really tapped into. Uh, the gray morality of, of 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 the character. I think that's what really sold it yeah. for it for being uh, for him winning that part. By the way, that's the only. I think that's the first and only film. No, no, it's not the only. Not anymore. But at the time, it was the first film to ever win the best actor Oscar from a black director. So a black director oh. directing a best a best actor wins. So that was um, interesting. So yeah, that was it was uh, it was it was powerful and. Um, 
Also, just behind the, the the behind the scenes making of it, obviously David Ayer was wrote the film. This was yeah. his first like major screenplay mm-hmm. that put him on the map. Um, it was based on a real like 1996 uh, LAPD scandal yep. called the Rampart scandal, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. where um, all these police officers were doing the same things that were happening in this movie, like beating, yeah. shooting, you know. Taking, um, confiscating the uh, contraband or whatever, and just yeah. pocketing it. Yeah, so it's just like they—they they, it was based on some real stuff, and I think the officer's name was Rafael Perez, who like uh, reported all of it. So just like digging into like the real griminess of LA LA police culture is still to this day a yeah. terrible system. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, even with their gang code program now that they 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 have that they recently kind of disbanded, but it's like. You know, they, this is telling a generational truth about the LAPD, especially in the era right after the Rodney King riots in LA. Right. So right. it was it was getting to some truth, and I think that's why it really resonated with people. Um, oh, yeah, you know when it came that out. that scene when he's in the jungle and he's like yeah. going off. I remember I was young. I I went to go see that opening day. I remember we picked up my mom from work. Mm-hmm. She worked in Secaucus, New Jersey, and we went to the movie theater. I was nearby her job, and we watched that opening day. And I remember that yeah. scene in the jungle. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Woo!" He was just going off. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it was just like it was like. Everybody get out the way, put the spotlight on Denzel. It's Denzel, man. You know, it's like give him the rock and let him go. Like, yeah. you know, it, he he bodied that shit. But, you know, you talking about his Oscar win and stuff like that. I think after that, this is what helped him transcend into filmmaking. Where he he does mm, Antoine Fisher the very next right. year. Yeah. Antoine Fisher with Derek Luke. Shout out to Derek Luke. I met Derek Luke a couple years ago. Good brother, very good Christian brother. You mm. know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. He he loved he loved his Jesus, bro. Oh, well. He loved Jesus. Hey, good for him. Yeah, no, good for him. Hey, yeah. I ain't mad at that. Hollywood is weird. You know what I'm saying? So it's good that that brother is wired. It's like no, I ain't down with this weird shit. I love Jesus. Shout out to <laughs> Derek Luke. Good brother. Good good. good good brother i hope he's doing so he's been pretty quiet lately man i hope he's i hope he's doing stuff right um yeah antoine fisher which was you know disturbing mm-hmm. you know disturbing true story you know about this guy's upbringing and stuff like that and denzel bodied that shit too yeah yeah know? yeah both as a director and playing yeah. like a you know kind of a um kind of like the psychological mm-hmm. you know part of it it's yeah that's a good film too i gotta revisit that but i know for me my childhood denzel directorial film was the great debaters mm. um you know as a young like i guess like scholar or whatever like mm-hmm. they used to like they would hammer you like yo you gotta watch you gotta see how because it, it is a good story of seeing these young men who are kind of pulling themselves you know uh i mean Listen, I'm not gonna lie. Denzel's you can also pin, pin some very like old school conservative values in some Denzel movies for sure. Like the old school, like get yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, I mean, do you, do you the, see Denzel? Uh, you, know? you ever seen a Denzel interview? He's yeah. very like old school. Like you yeah, know, I'm not. Yeah. But it sucks because like I'm on TikTok uh-huh. and I see these guys. It's like, oh, Denzel shuts down this woke reporter. So no. you, so you know. Denzel's down, you know right, he ain't yeah. on that side of the no, thing. no. But no. he does have his he has it's an old school mentality. Yes, he's yes. not conservative is not the right word, but like no. But I know what you mean. I know like, what you mean. I know kinda, what you mean because it is like that whole movie and a lot of Denzel's films, even like Remember the Titans. It oh, is yeah. kind of like this mentality of like, hey, help yourselves, young man. Like yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah, get yeah, yourself yeah. together, straighten out. Which ain't a bad message. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not a bad message. Yeah, no, no. it's just funny because like it's just very poignant. Yeah, especially. Fences is like the clearest example. Oh yeah, right? An- another Denzel directed film. Yeah, right. Fences, right. F- fences boy. Woo. <laughs> I remember I, I left the theater after seeing Fences, and I was in the group chat with my siblings. It's like, this don't remind you of Daddy. <laughs> 
It's like, he don't remind you of daddy. Everybody's like, yo, dead ass. Yo, like, fences cut deep, man. Yeah. Fences cut deep, man. You know, and, you know, I grew up in, you know, I'm in the Caribbean family. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that, the, the father, mm-hmm. uh, I forget his name in fences. Let me see. Let me see. What's his name? Oh, Troy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot. His, that harsh, rough. Yeah, that's my dad. You know what I'm saying? That reminded me a lot of my dad. My dad didn't raise me, but the times I've been around him and shit got real, it's very, that, that. You know what I'm saying? It's that. So that one cut deep, man. Yeah. That was a, a great, another great, Viola Davis, he got her on screen, snot bubbles crying and shit. Yo, she going in. Yeah, like, yeah. that was enough. That, oh, man. That's, yo. Yeah, they, they was going Enskis. And they, they, there was a, they had played the part together on Broadway, if I'm not yes. mistaken, for yes. like a hundred something shows. So yeah. it's another one he was just massively prepared for. He won a Tony Award for that one. Won a Tony Award. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I, I think he, if you're asking me, he should have like at least won the Oscar for that year. I don't know mm-hmm. what it ended up winning. It was might have been something else that was good that year, but I, I really did appreciate that performance. Yeah. The movie, I don't like watching that movie. I cannot watch that movie. Like It gives me PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like, not PTSD, because it's not like, I know exactly what you like mean. my real dad, but it's like, it's just like every every paternal yeah. uh, black father figure. Yeah. You know, every, every, we all have somebody who can relate to that film yes. about a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I just, um, the scene where he's like going off on his son about being a musician, like you want to be wasted by doing that kind of, it's like yeah. no, I cannot. Like Yo, it's just the, tough to watch. The but scene where he's kind of he with McKelty Williamson, he plays his brother. That's you know special. Oh needs. yeah, yeah. That yeah. one is hard to watch. He's yeah, so rough yeah, with him. It's just yeah, like yeah. I feel so bad for him. It's like yo, come on, like you know. But then he's even even the brother kind of is like not nah, like you know he's like you know he's trying to tell me hey, come over here. He's like nah, like the brother kind of knows who he is, so he's kind of mm-hmm. like yo, like mm-hmm. it's just yeah, man, it, it, it's deep, man. And then and then he's just so such a flaw character man yeah like, you yeah know, he finds like he has a kid elsewhere yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's like i said it reminds me of my dad you know yeah, yeah. it's just <laughs> very yeah it's just too it's, too, a, it's too, a real bro. it's a real film like for real you know real black families yeah. like it gets yeah. to, and they use the script from august wilson like point mm-hmm. by point they yes. didn't really change too much of the yeah. script i appreciate that but it also did feel like a stage play like oh yeah film, oh yeah I mean? oh yeah but that's fine it's it was a play did, so. did you see a journal for jordan yes i did he I also directed that one. that one yeah me and my mom saw that one on christmas day okay you know, how was that uh it's okay you know what i mean it's a pretty melodramatic this is a story about a soldier uh going off to war and michael wife. b jordan right? michael b jordan yeah it was a good michael b jordan performance it's pretty standard michael b jordan performance because okay, uh, he ain't that great yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Michael B. Jordan, but he is not the strongest actor. Though. I mean, he does some. It's okay work. I mean, okay. he's not like breaking the bank, or it isn't not anything revolutionary in this film. But it's an okay film. It's it's, it's all right. Yeah. If you've seen, if you seen, if you know, I could tell you the, what the plot's about. You'll know exactly how the movie's gonna play out. Yeah. So, um, but it's a good film. But I, 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 I do appreciate like going back to fences though. Um, the amount of attention that he puts into the business of being an actor, like the hand movements, mm-hmm. the little things of like picking up stuff, like he does, he finds like little consistent pieces and maneuvers to implement to almost every performance. And yeah. I think that's just like implemented. I think again, it goes back to the theater background of like finding a way to uh, find business in between the the quiet parts. And yeah, yeah that I mean, Fences was definitely one of his better like recent performances uh, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, but uh, oh, he also did the he did some other recent stuff like uh, the Macbeth film as well. That also tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, that that to me was also 
up there, top tier, yeah, A-list level performance oh, as yes. well. Oh um, yes, another great cast, you know, um, Corey Hawkins. Corey Hawkins, yeah, is in that, you know, who else uh, is Francis that? McDormand, yes, right off that. her Oscar win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's another one that's this, and I'm not a big Shakespeare person. Me neither, to, to be honest. Me know? neither. I when I first saw it, I, I, I um, didn't appreciate it as much because a, I'm not a Shakespeare yeah. guy, and then b, I could tell us a lot of. References to Igma, Igma Bergman, Igma Bergman, the, the oh, German yes, yes, filmmaker. Yes, yes, um, yes. There's a lot of references to that. I'm not as well read on those films, you know, as maybe yeah. I should be. So maybe I got to like go. I figure I'm going to go back and rewatch in a few years. But that um, there's a couple of scenes that all that just stay in my head. Like the scene when he it is, it's kind of like a spoiler. But when he's fighting up against Corey Hawkins mm-hmm. and then um, he basically almost loses the fight because he just like picks up his crown yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like dog like dog t- pick up the sword but then he does stuff like that but then meanwhile there's that other scene where other homeboy is like coming at him with the sword mm-hmm. and he's like come at me barehanded yeah, bro yeah, and he just yeah. like pushes him off yeah. to him, like dog like yeah. he's manhandling fools um yeah. uh he just does the even though again i'm not shakespeare i don't know that much about shakespeare he makes it feel so natural yeah. like weirdly enough so i think again that goes back to uh, much ado about nothing as well like he just is familiar with the language and just evokes it and i think shakespeare heads were not happy with the adaptation because Macbeth is a lot older in this movie, and then they change some stuff around. Um, how are but, you a Shakespeare head? One, how, right, how do you right. enjoy Shakespeare? <laughs> Sha- what Marlon Wayans always says: Shakespeare is like white ebonics. It's like doth thou all that shit. I can't. They lose me with that shit, bro. Like they just they say too much to say the simplest things. Like you know, Shakespeare, the dialogue loses me. Although I do like that bar, something wicked this way comes. It's like ooh, that should sound, that should sound crazy. Like you know what I mean? Something wicked this way comes. Like you know, some real shit about to go down. But yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that. I watched just because Denzel and it was just mm, the performances you know what I'm movie, saying man. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know but uh, Denzel didn't always have like I said I alluded to earlier he didn't always have joints you know what I'm mm. saying uh, him and Russell Crowe gets together for a film and it's not American <laughs> Gangster it's a <laughs> film that comes out 12 years prior called Virtuosity which is like some cyber it's like you know some futuristic cyber cop shit and yeah russell crowe plays like this ai this is in 95 what yeah russell crowe plays like some ai something that's some murderous ai something or the other and it's just it's not good you know what i'm saying and then you know not too long ago is uh j roman roman j j roman esquire which, if I'm not mistaken, he did get an Oscar nomination for it. It did, but I couldn't do it, man. Seeing yeah. Denzel with that nasty ass afro and the, I just couldn't do it, man. It just, it was, it was so distracting. I couldn't get into the film, honestly. It was just, it just didn't work for me. You know what I'm saying? With all due respect, <laughs> you know. And he like, I think like he like took out his like his ga- caps, his yeah. Caps on his, uh, the natural gap. If you catch Denzel early in his career, that gap is flourishing. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely in Cry Freedom. You know, he's playing Steve Biko. That gap is there so you know later on you see the gap goes away he has caps hey that's if y'all didn't know now you know he took it out to play his character and it's just yeah i don't know man they didn't do it for me and it didn't do well to box it listen black people don't want to see denzel looking crazy now we (laughs) we like that image of denzel yeah denzel's is dark gable he's smooth you know what i'm saying (laughs) yo i didn't realize denzel turns 70 next year wow yeah i mean he's starting to looking now like i see him at the laker game the other day and he looked like you know he's unk you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's, he's definitely on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I met Denzel uh, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I was at a holiday party and I see this brother walk in 
with a with a trench coat and it's like you know he comes in and he's playing around with somebody they greet each other mm. and he goes and sits down and then I see the all black Yankee cap, the Denzel signature, right, and it's right. Denzel. And I got to die. He saw me. I saw him. I looked at him. He looked at me. He gestured for me to come over. So I, I came over. Yeah. Dapped yeah. with him. Yo. Told him Malcolm X changed my life. And yo. he's cool, man. Yo, yo, that whole Washington family. I know, I know his son Malcolm. Yeah. I got to work with John David. And then I also got to work with Mrs. Pauletta Washington, his wife. Oh. Nice woman, nice, nice woman. Every time she was on set, it was like the set auntie. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I say good morning to her. She's like, hey, come on, come here, baby, give me a hug. You oh, know what I'm saying? Awesome. And it, they're very good people. Shout out to the Washington family. They're very good, grounded people. Yeah. Because even his son Malcolm, like you know, he was working as an assistant on something I was on, and his work ethic, you would never know. Like you know, he could have mailed it in. You know, Denzel is my pops. So I'm about to do whatever the hell I want to do. No, like he came to work early every day, left late. He did everything he had to do. Good people, good, good, good people. Shout out to yeah. Malcolm. And I mean, even John David watched him. He's a real football player. Yeah. Like he yeah. really earned his way to the, yeah. to the Rams. Like no matter how much nepotism you are as an actor, you're not gonna get your sign onto a football team. That's yeah. just not happening. Yeah. You have to work to get that. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, yeah. That that's that was a pretty amazing feat as well. But also, um, um, Speaking of his family, they're also members of West Angeles Church of God in Christ, my church mm, okay. that I uh, attend in, um, here in Los Angeles, California on Crenshaw. Have you seen him? Uh, yeah, he's been there. Yeah, he's okay. been there a few times. I haven't, okay. I usually, my family usually sits in like the, some of the big mega churches. So okay. they, I'm, we're usually in the balcony. They're usually out in front, you Not know. You. Uh, but they, like, he, he, he was showing up like quite regularly when I was younger, too. Nice. Even, um, so funny, too. Even films like The Book of Eli, which I, I enjoy that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that movie a lot. Yeah. Um, it's not the movie you would really expect the church to be promoting, uh, because especially well, it it is kind of because the character is dealing with the Bible, yeah. like he does carry the Bible. But around. still, he's he's yeah. cutting people head off and shit. Yeah, like that. exactly, exactly. But I, I still will never forget, like <laughs> Book of Eli is coming out. Our pastor was like, "Our good brother Denzel is in, <laughs> is, in is in Book of Eli this weekend." I know it's a little rougher for all of us, but let's go and support our man. Good. <laughs> like, that's, right, that's, that's beautiful. Talk about that's beautiful. Um, oh, and speaking of John David. Mm. There's there's a rumor going around that there's an equalizer prequel that that might be in development. They thinking about snatching him to play. Oh really? Which would be crazy. That would be nice. That would be a good way to like keep it all. Yeah. In the, and but he's a good actor. People don't yes. like. People think he's Denzel's son. That's how he got no, there. He's like, a good actor. I was, I love Ballers. Like in real time, I used to watch that show in real time. Mm -hmm. Me and my mom just started rewatching it again recently because they put it on Netflix. Yeah. And he, like the first couple episodes, he's really giving like real performances. Yeah. Like he's really going in. Not to mention he, he, Black Black Klansman. Obviously, he got the Oscar nomination for it, deservedly so. Um, but even Tenet, like Tenet is like a very weird film, out there film. He's I, I still don't know what that movie's about. No, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it's about either. Trust, trust me, I don't know what it's about either. But he is good in it. He the one that's the one Nolan leading role that like isn't the most dry, sterile, like kind of. That's the one Nolan part that has like a little hint of comedy in yeah. it, and I felt like that's where he kind of brought in a little bit of that like natural charisma and shine to it. So right. I appreciate uh, his performance intended, but and know. the creator that's coming out that oh, trailer looked amazing. Gareth Evans, Gareth Edwards. I, I, I'm sorry, that Gareth looks Edwards. that looks like a Star Wars prequel. You know what mm, I'm saying? That mm, looks like a definite mm. Rogue One feel from that one. Oh, that yeah. one looks really good. I, I'm I'm I'm. John David has gotten to the point that whatever he's in, I'm in there for. Right, right. Except for right. Amsterdam. I did not go see Amsterdam. That was not good. <laughs> I heard it wasn't good. <laughs> I didn't go good. see that. Uh, I just didn't get around to it. You know? Yeah, it wasn't, that wasn't his fault. But he was, it wasn't his fault, but he was definitely miscast. Like, he was okay. not 
playing. He, I mean, I love him as a performer, but that was probably the one bad performance that like he might have mm. had. But just because his, his character just didn't fit with the tone of the film, I feel like also Christian Bell had a bad performance, which is you can't see Christian Bell really like doing that bad either. But yeah, he, he was he was weird. Um, but yeah, man. But 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 shout out to shout out to the Washington family. Oh, I, I was gonna mention before we fully get off of Denzel though. Mm. Um, we didn't mention too many of his Tony Scott movies. Um, yeah, Man on Fire. Obviously, everybody loves. That's, oh, that's yeah. an iconic action movie that I I really enjoyed to oh, this yeah. day. Um, super super great. The Young Dakota Fanning. Yes. Um, for me though, Unstoppable with Chris Pine. Yeah. Is I used to run that movie back so much when mm-hmm. I was younger. Like when it first came out. And it, I think I might still have it on Blu-ray, honestly. Mm. That film is just so, such a good train movie that, like, I think Denzel was actually running on a train. Yes, like, for real. Like, in, in real, like, they said that he really did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, it's, like, it's intense. Like, it's a content, it's an intense containment thriller mm-hmm. inside of a moving train. It's just, it's a formula that we've seen a little bit before, but he just keeps you on the edge and just, like, Again, I love when Denzel just co-stars with people because he just elevates them. I'm like, telling you, the Denzel popcorn flicks, man. Right, these, are the, right. these are the ones Safe that... Safe House is not bad either. I didn't see that one. That's what Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, I didn't see that, that one. Was, that wasn't bad That's when I was on my anti-Ryan Reynolds wave after <laughs> Green Lantern. I was like, yo, fuck this guy. I'm not watching anything with this guy in it. <laughs> uh, but he redeemed you with that point, though. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, He got okay. me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back right, in. Right, but, uh, right. yo, I'm telling you, Denzel's popcorn flicks are very... Two guns were Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark. That beat up Asian, you know, immigrants. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm calling you all out. I'm yeah. sorry. Don't let him off the hook. Nah, I ain't letting him off the hook. You know, but uh, <laughs> his popcorn flicks. I'm telling you, man. Mm-hmm. He's one of those. He's one of the few. Like, come on, like Daniel Day Lewis is always going to do a film that's like, give me the Oscar. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the fact that Denzel doesn't do too much, too much of those, especially at, in the last 15 years, he's done a lot of like just entertaining films. You just, you know, I think he just. If there's a script that excites him and or a director that's excite, that excites him, I think he just is down for it. And I think, honestly, that's the makings of a good movie star. I feel like yeah. I I love people like Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. but I don't like how he's just not afraid to fail. Like, you never yeah. see him work with, like, a first-time director. You never see him work with a black director. That's, like, it's like, come on, dog. Like, shake it up a little bit. Like, the, take a risk. That's the one. Like, <laughs> you brought up a very valid point. That's very true. Same thing with Matt Damon. Like, uh-huh. even Matt Damon, even though Matt Damon has some misses, but you can see everything Matt Damon's trying to do is, like, trying to be some prestige thing. I'm like, dog, come on. Be... Be be yourself. Have some fun with and it. And you know he bit. ain't never gonna work with a black director. You're right. That's what I'm forgetting. Yeah, it's another one. That's I'm like these these rat pat fools. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. You know what I mean? Shout out to at least Marky Mark worked with John Singleton at the very least. But. Oh yeah, four brothers. I like four brothers. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Like, I love yeah. four brothers. I lo- I'm sorry. Like fuck Marky Mark, but that's a good movie. <laughs> that's a good movie. That's a good movie. He's another one that's not too great. You know the happening. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't, what? No. Yo, bro, when I first saw the happening, I could not believe that scene. I said, nah. Are they being for real with this? Like, no, are they being dead ass? Is this for real? I could not believe that shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yo, Denzel, man, just an mm. amazing career. Amazing career. Like I said, it's so many films we kind of breeze by. Yeah. But it's just so much. Too many. Yeah. He is a real one for real. Denzel mm-hmm. Washington is the greatest actor of all time, in my opinion. What you think? I think I think so too. I can't think of. A, I have a hard time thinking of anybody else. Yeah. Maybe call y'all call it generational or what? But that's that's my guy. Like, mm-hmm. and he's a you know he's a box office king. Like anything he's in is going to shoot up to the top. 
Shout out to Denzel, man. And 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 I'm not saying y'all need to go see the Equalizer. I ain't promoting the Equalizer. Yeah, because it's we're strike. We're, we, yeah, no, we're yeah. I ain't promoting. I'm just saying I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, we can say you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah you enjoyed we it. We hear our opinion. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. it. You want right. to go see? That's up to you. Right, right. I'm just saying. If you also want to enjoy it in IMAX, because hey, you know, like it's, the way I saw it. it's good. If you, know you want to get AMC Stubbs and get right. go see that joint in IMAX, go ahead. <laughs> if you want to, you know what I mean. I ain't saying. You got to, right, you right. know. But no, I enjoy the Equalizer three, and mm-hmm. and this is this breaks, you know. This is one of the few, one of the rare third films that's not bad. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It kept the form, it kept the trilogy going, and also just um, it's not it's the old the the legacy old man um, movies. I it worked with John Wick, but all the other ones, Taken three was oh. fell off a cliff. Oh. Um, they had mad other ones. He I did so many fake taking movies. Uh, oh yeah, Mason. like oh, it's like, bro. Okay, bro, we get it. We get it. Yeah, like you know. But mm-hmm. no, this is definitely not in that realm. It's it's definitely not in the John Wick realm either because John mm-hmm. Wick is just pumped with adrenaline. This one takes his time mm-hmm. to get to the shits, but when it does, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. This one is brutal too. It's very brutal. I'm telling you, he's. I'm gonna tell you right now. He sticks a gun through somebody's head and shoots people with that same gun like, while it's in the person's head. That shit was crazy. Like it was, there's a few scenes I was like, ooh, like whoa, like. But this one, it was this was very entertaining. Like I said, it's not gonna be, you know, wall to wall with action. But when it gets there, it pays off. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. pays off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And and again, salute to Denzel. Again, he turned seventy next year. I did not know Denzel was that old. Right. But right. shout out to the god Denzel. Actor, writer. Oh. Or not writer, but director, director. actor, and director. Yeah, 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 man. He does it, he does it all, man. Shout out to Denzel. But yeah, man, that's that's episode thirteen, man. We we, we had to give our props to Denzel real quick. Um do you want to sign off for anything? Anything nah, you want to get out nah, there? Nah, nah, Otherwise, nah. Just, you know, make sure y'all check out the Equalizer review that I have on uh, First Cut. Yes. I also have the written review should be coming out on Geeks of Color pretty soon. Uh, and then, um, yeah, also just uh, subscribe to the channel if you, you know, not subscribed yet. Or uh, if you're not, if you're following us, if you're listening to us on audio and you're not following us on Spotify or Apple, Subscribe. Subscribe. Follow. You know subscribe, what I mean? Stick, man. stick with us, man. Stop you know telling I mean? me that you've been listening from day one, but you ain't subscribed, man. Dog. Come on, dog. Come on. Hey, it's free. It's free. Come on. It costs nothing. Right. But shout out to the people that do check for us, right. even though they ain't subscribed. But please, just please. Keep subscribe. checking. Yeah. Right, keep right. checking, but goddamn, subscribe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So signing off, I am Mr. Marin. You can catch me at, at Mr. Marin Knows. M-R-M-A-R-I-N-K-N-O-W-S. You can also catch me at uh, Real Talk Film Society. R-E-E-L Talk Film Society. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Director RB3 on uh, all the platforms. And um, also, uh, I got a... Uh, we're going to be showing In the Static um, at another film festival in the coming, sub- coming up in September if you're in Los Angeles. Nice. Um, it's going to be at the Real Black Men's Short Film Showcase. Uh, so you know, I mean, it's gonna be in downtown Los Angeles at LA Regal Live. So the if y'all need info and all that, the links are in my my social media. So non-union, we we supporting that. We supporting indie yeah. indie works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but shout out to the people that are all striking once again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we could get this together. The, I I heard word through the grapevine said. Stuff should be good by October. I don't October, know. Right, right, I don't right. know. Hopefully, 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 because you right. know, brothers is hurting out here. Well, you know, brothers and sisters is hurting out here. Mm. Brothers, you know, they work. Shout out to the people fighting for their rights and all that stuff. And but there's people on the ground working. Mm-hmm. There's these people that 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 we literally 
do this for a living you know we work freelance you know we we you know come on now like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let, let's get let's let's, let's get, get it, it together come on now yeah all right y'all again that was episode 13 we are out coming soon to a theater near you